Hey guys, thanks for coming back and listening to part two of the Pratt Outdoors podcast. Uh, the first one, which was an intro to us, I think went pretty good. And obviously, if you're here for number two, we did something right or something so wrong that you found it entertaining. So, welcome back. Today, uh, me and Bill are going to be getting into the particulars about bears. You know, those big fuzzy things that all the children hold, but all the adults are terrified of. Yeah, well, hopefully we're going to debunk a few myths and give you a little bit of information to protect yourself on the trail. So, uh, thanks for tuning in and hope you enjoy it. Uh, please drop us some feedback on uh, iTunes or wherever we're putting it, this up these days or uh, give us some comments back on our website. Uh, we definitely have been having a lot of fun doing this and uh, would appreciate your feedback. So without further ado, uh, here's a word from our sponsors. Hey guys, we've been using a pretty awesome product here lately on the show called Light Grandpa Pre-Shave Oil. If you're interested in stepping up your wet shave game, but don't want to invest hundreds of dollars in a straight razor or a safety razor, well, this could very well be the product for you. Like Grandpa Pre-Shave Oil simply goes on under your lather, couple drops, rub it into your face, and it helps to alleviate things like irritation, razor burn, ingrown hairs by lubricating your face and softening your whiskers and... It will only cost you $15 for a bottle. And personally, a bottle will last me over a month, so it's definitely worth the experiment. So go on to www.lightgrandpa.com and buy yourself a bottle. They come in three different scents, lime, eucalyptus, and cedar. And if you don't want to buy a bottle, well, go on to their Twitter or Instagram, at lightgrandpa, and uh, give them a little bit of support. These guys put out a pretty awesome product, and we'd like to thank them for sponsoring the podcast this week. So without further ado, here is Pratt Outdoors. All right, welcome to episode two of the Pratt Outdoors podcast. Uh, we're going to be talking some bears. Yeah, those big scary bears. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I guess anyway, uh, it's Bill and Ken again. Uh, you should get used to us, I suppose. We're gonna be pretty much the regulars around here. Um, yeah, man. What do you know about bears? Have you noticed that whenever you go hiking or backpacking, everyone's just absolutely terrified of bears. You know, they they think that bears are just gonna sneak up on you and. And destroy you, your family, and probably steal your identity and, you know, <laughs> destroy your finances too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm scared of bears, I'll tell you that. But, yeah, I hear you. That's kind of the prevailing thing. It's like, you want to go out, you want to go uh, enjoy yourself outdoors, but there's always there's always that thing looming behind you. That, or that's always the mentality anyways. Check check behind you what's around this corner is the bears gonna be there i guess but well i, I don't want to say i'm scared of bears but i'm scared of bears <laughs> if, if i saw a bear i you know i'd be pretty scared i'm not gonna lie but i think there's a big difference between respecting bears and being in constant terror of bears yeah have yeah. you ever talked to anyone from like australia or you know europe and you know you tell them you're from canada and they're like oh my god you guys have moose and bears, and pretty much if you step outside of your house, they're going to run up and kill you. <laughs> have you have you found that? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. It's funny. It's always like the 
the thing is like everything in Australia is going to kill you, right? Is is the mentality over here? And then you bring it up, and it's like, well, have you had any encounters with bears? That's crazy, right? But, yeah, and we're like, oh, bears, bears yeah, no, are... not a big deal. But yeah. you know, if I went to Australia, I'd be I'd be scared to walk to the supermarket. Yeah, for sure. It's probably parallel to my my absolute terror of sharks. You know, right? right. I I think that if I step in the ocean. A whole school of sharks are just going to eat me. So I no, I can understand their their fear of bears. You're right, right. It's probably like some two dudes in Hawaii having a podcast right now saying about Have you ever talked to those guys from Canada? You'd say you're from Hawaii, and oh, how many shark attacks have you been to? And same, the Australian guys aren't worried about you know ten foot spiders or whatever the fuck they got down there. But yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. So. Maybe maybe if uh, there's some internationals listening to this podcast, they won't be so scared of bears, and maybe they can uh, send us an email so that I don't have to be so scared of sharks and spiders. Because <laughs> right, right. those things are friggin' terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> For the record, terrifying. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. So have you ever seen a bear on the trail, Bill? I've I seen a couple bears. Um, I mean, I don't think I've ever had a, a, a bear encounter, as they would call it, right? I mean, the closest closest we've seen the bears i've been in my truck you know driving through or when i was working up north just you know bear country up there but on the side of the highway exactly not on a hiking trail yeah you've you've got the general comfort of having a several ton steel cage to protect you but um yeah i don't know how about you man any any uh close encounters well i've never seen a bear backpacking or on the trail i've never seen one but at our cottage we've we've seen bear kicking around there a few times but you know they're they're attracted to the the food and the garbage and uh, an easy meal so Mm -hmm. the more and more that i look at it i've never seen a bear on the trail yeah so where do these bears just live in our backyards because they don't seem to be where we're backpacking yeah i mean to be fair we've we've uh we logged a logged a few hours in bear country yeah, we've spent some good time in bear country. Yeah. But to be fair, and, and I guess uh, to dispel some of the, the 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 fear, I don't want people to go into bear country thinking there's no bears. They call it bear country for a reason. <laughs> we've definitely seen some sign, mm-hmm. some, uh, some bear scat, and uh, some big prints. I've seen one of the biggest grizzly prints I've seen on my life on a backpacking trail, but... Uh, I don't know. The bear didn't want anything to do with us. He was just curious as to what the hell was in his territory. So it uh, kind of lends itself to thinking that maybe we shouldn't be in constant terror. Maybe we just respect it, play by some pretty simple rules, and uh, we'll probably be completely safe, well, mostly safe in the backcountry. But uh, always take your, the, the proper precautions. Yeah, yeah. So what would be your, uh, what's your critical list to cover your bases for being bear smart then i guess well to be bear smart i think it all starts with education because if you can avoid an encounter you're going to be infinitely better than dealing with an encounter properly you know it's it's kind of like one of those things you don't want to use the tool until you absolutely have to. So if you can avoid it for as long as you can, you're going to be a lot safer. So first off would be uh, making a lot of noise while you're hiking. And this is kind of counterintuitive because, you know, you're you're in the woods, you're enjoying nature, the birds are chirping and this and that. But make some noise, you know. If, if 
if you're king of the forest, you know, yogi out there stealing picnic baskets and someone creeps up on you and scares the shit out of you, yeah, of course you're going to react poorly. But if the bear can hear you, you know, a mile off, making noise, telling jokes, talking about the zombie apocalypse like we usually do, yeah. he, he has uh, a chance to kind of get out of the way and go about his own business. So, number one, make a lot of noise when you're on you're on the trail. They developed bear bells for a reason. Yeah. Use them. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, it's probably easy to, to, when you're on these long hikes or you get into a bit of a slog where you hit a lull or it's easy just to, you know, look at look at the boots in front of you and, and enter into a period of relative silence, I guess, right? So I guess always keeping that in mind to be uh, as loud as you can, I guess. Oh, for sure. That's a that's a really good point, especially, you know, when it's rainy out and the weather sucks. It's really easy to just kind of shut down, yeah. look at the two steps in front of you and uh, kind of ignore ignore signs like blind corners you know coming up on blind corners oh you know there might be a bear up there or you see some scat Mm -hmm. you know you see bear crap in the area that means there's there has been a bear around there so maybe you should uh get back to basics and start making some noise and start looking around you yeah 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 not just thinking about grinding your miles out yeah exactly because if there's a bear it's probably going to bring your miles to a pretty (laughs) short halt pretty quick right right yeah so yeah number one make some noise and uh be aware of of everything around you you know what what's your biggest rule from there yeah no i I think you kind of hit the nail on the head like the ounce of prevention being a pound of cure kind of thing right so if you can if you can avoid the bears you're you're a step ahead of the game so and making noise is probably going to be the biggest thing right and and a big part of that um is stick close with your group so you know if you have kids don't let them wander if you have a dog keep them on the leash yeah um and don't leave your fat buddy at the bottom of the trail trying to grind it out by himself all alone right if you're in bear country stick together yeah um i know in lake louise and that there's some pretty big bear corridors where the park has posted rules where you can only hike in groups of four or more. Mm-hmm. And that's because the science shows that bears pretty much won't attack you if you're in a tight group of four or more. Right. So if that's the case, stick together. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Seems pretty easy, but you'd be surprised. If, if it works for parks, it's probably going to work for you. Yeah. Yeah, make sure you hike with someone sufficiently stinky to scare away all the wildlife in your immediate vicinity (laughs) (laughs) i don't know that bear might think you're a rotting carcass and might uh, come up for the opportunity uh and for a second uh, i'm going to say this right now don't think you can outrun a bear okay yeah you know what they say you don't have to be faster than the bear you just have to be faster than one of the guys in your group so make sure you're not the slowest guy in the group no I'm, i'm just kidding don't don't run We'll get into that a little later, but yeah, I mean that. that uh, honestly, that was my mentality, right? When you know, when you first get in into this kind of stuff, you don't think, oh yeah, there's bears out there. Do we have a Do we have a plan? Do we is ever has everyone read their bear smart literature and this and that? It's like, well, I, I could probably try climb the tree faster than 
the three dudes in my group, so I'll be all right. right? <laughs> yeah, well, my my plan for a little bit was if we see a bear, I'm kicking one guy in the leg and then taking <laughs> off the other way. But uh, that's not exactly sustainable because, you know, you start losing backpacking partners and you yeah. got to talk to rangers after. <laughs> yeah. and Probably not a good thing. Hide, hiding dead fish in your buddy's pack just in case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sun stinks, guys. I don't know what it is. <laughs> well... I think after that, uh, if you're loud on the trail and you're traveling groups, you're probably not going to run into too many bears. But it, there's going to come a time where you do see one. Right. So I guess it, it starts to get into the next step, and that's understanding bear behavior. So first off, I would say you have to know the difference between the bears in your area. I know up here where we are, there's two major varieties, black bears and grizzly bears both of which behave very differently. So, do you know much about the difference, Bill, or? Uh, I, you know, everyone's told you the one thing, oh, this is about a grizzly bear, this is about a black bear, and i just kind of been uniformly terrified of all bears. So I kind of lump it all into one category in that don't, just don't fuck with bears. Right? <laughs> that, that's the file folder right. called Bears Are Scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I just kind of thought like, if follow your bear prevention techniques or whatever I, I feel like if you're in the heat of it in a serious bear encounter I, I, I don't know if I'd have the the capacity to be like all right let's let's do a quick identification of this bear let's uh remember what I learned about <laughs> about uh mitigation techniques or whatever yeah. but flashbacks to grade seven science you know falling asleep while <laughs> right. miss what's her name is yeah, yeah. pointing at the chalkboard about the bears this could save your life one day billy yeah and yeah. uh now you need it all of a sudden right right well it's my understanding the grizzly bears are more aggressive correct is that is that wrong am i incorrect well i don't know they, they just they behave very differently, and, and this is based on the research I've done. I'm sure there's a bear expert who's going to come on your site and comment, like, you guys are idiots, you don't know what you're talking about, but I don't know, I'm only as good as the information that I can get. So my understanding is that, well, well let's first talk about what they look like. Black bears aren't always black. Right. You know, they can be brownish and this and that. Um, right. Typically, they're smaller than grizzly bears, but the big distinguishing feature is the grizzly bears have a big hump big on their hump, yeah. yeah on their back behind their heads kind of thing. Right. And the grizzlies are usually a lot bigger than the blacks. Mm. It's not all the time, but usually. Black bears are usually black, and grizzly bears are usually a brown color. Right. So that's a good identification one right off the bat. But there are, you know, cinnamon brown bears and this and that, so it, it's not always easy, but... Do a little bit of research in the area you're hiking. See what kind of bears there are. Take a look at some pictures. And hopefully, you know, 50% of the time you'll be right. So, first off is identifying the bear. Second is the actual behavior of the bear. So, this is where grizzlies get that aggressive kind of mentality. So, grizzly bears... Well, actually, black bears, we'll start with them because they're an easy one. Black bears are the ones that you want to kind of spook away and they don't match aggression so you know if you see a black bear and he's curious and he's kind of coming toward you a black bear you should be able to you know be big make a lot of noise kind of yell at it and, and it should go away yeah i know we had some black bears at the lake and uh 
one of the things that I did was uh, I whistled at a very high frequency. You know, like a like really high-pitched bird kind of thing. And the thing got scared and ran up a tree. And then I was able to, you know, give it a large berth, get out of the way, and came back down and went about its business. Now, that's all fine and dandy for a black bear, but a grizzly bear will match aggression. So if you, you know, get big and start yelling and screaming at this thing, the grizzly bear is going to get big and kind of stand its ground kind of thing. So you deal with them almost completely oppositely. Mm. If you see a grizzly bear, you kind of... You be big in that so that it doesn't think you're a little rabbit treat, you know, on, on the yeah, way to yeah. some real picnic baskets. But uh, you kind of back away, don't make eye contact because it's the king of the forest and it will let you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's where that, I guess, aggression comes in. And uh, bluff charges. Now, this is what terrifies the hell out of me. Right. Grizzly bears will bluff charge you. So if it... I I guess it would be a a defensive trait. It will charge you to kind of show, you know, its dominance and then at the last second peel away and run off. Right. Which I never want to be a part of ever. (laughs) Yeah. If a bear is charging me, I don't care if it's a bluff or not. I'm probably going to crap my pants. Yeah, that seems fair. Seems like a fair response. (laughs) Yeah. You know, (laughs) this train is running at you. Yeah. You know, like I said, to eat you, your family, steal your identity. Yeah. And uh, I would crap my pants. So bluff charges are another trait of the grizzly bears. Hmm. Yeah. So I I think, like, we spend most of our time around here in, like, Alberta, Western Canada, that kind of thing. And the, the, the map that I had seen recently says that the grizzlies are like you're not going to find the grizzly bears in like southern alberta or east towards saskatchewan it's more northern alberta northern alberta and towards the mountains and stuff like that so but i mean it's good to be prepared across the board i think yeah kind of know it all and uh, go from there uh, i heard grizzly bears are starting to show up on vancouver island they swam the channel and yeah they're eating all those poor defenseless hippies yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, the argument for the longest time here, too, was that there are no grizzly bears in Alberta, right? People used to have that sentiment, but... <laughs> I, I think they've been proven there's, wrong. <laughs> there's, there's plenty of uh, observational evidence otherwise, I think, right? Yeah, and uh, that's the thing. Know your stuff and then apply it once you need to. So, so from there, I think, if you see a bear, you kind of have to know what it's trying to do to react to it. So... Right. My understanding is that there's two main avenues for behavior. The first and most common that you'll see almost across the board is defensive behavior. So you might have spooked the bear or, you know, he thinks that you're going after his cubs or something or or anything and it's going to exhibit defensive behavior. So this defensive behavior is, uh, you know, ears back, um possibly like chattering its teeth kind of thing being big uh trying to show that uh trying to intimidate you more or less and this is when you i guess have to know your bear awareness so first off never run because if you're a bear king of the forest and you see something that is potentially delicious running away from you you're gonna say oh man that thing is definitely delicious that's why it's running away <laughs> i am gonna chase the crap out of this thing and eat it right. so don't run yeah. okay <laughs> don't run um usually you want to stand your ground 
um, wait for the bear to kind of stop approaching you. Uh, and this is for grizzly bears, but I think the behavior works for both. Right. Um, wait till it stops approaching you kind of thing, and then start backing away, and then the bear should more or less, you know, because it's defensive, it's going to see that you're not a threat, you're not prey, and it's going to kind of let you go on your way. Another big thing that I've heard is talk. You know, start talking calmly so that it knows you're a human and not an antelope or a deer or something, right? Right. I'm not a bear, but uh, I don't think they write bear SATs and have, you know, standardized testing, so <laughs> they might not be the best at identifying things. Bears are dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, so, yeah, talk, be loud, let it know that you're a human, and let it know that you're not a threat. Um, I've heard this, I don't know if it's true or not, but with grizzly bears, don't be making eye contact with it. I guess that could be a sign of aggression. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's funny too. That's one thing I heard too. It's like, you want to make yourself, you want to stand your ground, right? So you want to make yourself appear large, right? Raise your hands or stand on a rock or a tree stump or something like that. But also don't look at its eyes because that's like a challenge, I guess, right? Yeah. So it's a, to me, it seemed a little contradictory, right? Yeah, and... I guess it, the big thing is don't be a threat, Yeah. right? You want to show that you're you're a big group, you know, you're, you're big, you're not just an easy pick-off, yeah. an easy meal, but you don't but want not, to show that you're a threat. Yeah, you don't want to challenge the bear. Exactly. So that's why, you know, you talk calmly and, you know, make noise, not a whole bunch of aggressive noise, but make noise, stick together, kind of back out out of its area because it's going to say, oh, this is people. I want nothing to do with people. I'm going to go back to eating berries and stealing picnic baskets. Right, right. So that's that's the big thing with defensive behavior. Um, one of the things, too, that you'll probably see when you're out on the trail at some point is an animal kill. So if mm. you see a dead deer, a dead elk, dead goat, anything, you know, whether it's old or not, um, it could very well be a bear kill. Right. And if you're in an area with a bear kill, you have to be concerned. Yeah. to say the least for sure because that bear could be anywhere around you and it's gonna make sure that it protects its meal so you know don't be a threat don't run stick together be aware get out of the area yeah don't pitch your tent next to a elk carcass or something yeah exactly yeah. so that that's that's pretty much what i know for bef defensive behavior and that's the same with black bears you know if a black bear is is exhibiting defensive behavior make some noise be big you could probably be more aggressive with the black bear because it's not going to match aggression right. like the grizzly but you know if if you're being loud and you kind of back away black bear is probably going to be uh, pretty relieved that it doesn't have to deal with you either so right. probably safe along the board just don't run yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think you see a common theme here yeah. don't run yeah don't run from the bears yeah do you know how fast a bear is bill how fast is a bear? I don't know how fast a bear is. Well, a quick look on this Jugal thing. Jugal? Google? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This Waikapadaya? Yeah. You know, I don't know how you pronounce this. But uh, this technology stuff. <laughs> kids are using it. Yeah, the kids are talking about it and their stock prices and IPOs. Anyway, uh, they say that it can run 50 feet per second, a grizzly bear. 50 feet per second? Okay, that... How fast can you run? Oh, I can't run that fast. But that's that's about 15 meters a second for us metric folk, which, which turns into 60 kilometers an hour. 
60k 60 clicks an hour yeah i don't know what that is in miles i don't know like 45 something like that yeah faster than me that's for sure yeah they they say usain bolt like the fastest human in the world has been clocked somewhere around 30k so 30k yeah that's what the internet's telling me nah that's bullshit the fastest man in the in the in the world can only go 30 clicks 30 kilometers oh sorry 28 miles per hour why don't they just put everything in (laughs) universal units we should have like the system yeah a system an international system maybe yeah international (laughs) units what an idea um so let's say usain bolt is running from a bear right bear can run you know 40 45 mile an hour and bolt can run 28 mile per hour mm-hmm. i think he's gonna lose yeah he's yeah. gonna lose you're not gonna outrun a bear so stop thinking you will yeah. <laughs> all right quick quick fact for everybody mm-hmm. so yeah so don't run i guess yeah so i guess the second set of behavior you have to be aware of is predatory behavior and this is the one you have to be worried about because all of a sudden the rules change right now this is apparently very rare bears do not hunt humans other than polar bears but polar bears are more terrifying than sharks so we'll deal with that in another podcast you're likely not going to be dealing with polar bears let's be honest and if you are you need a better resource than two fucks (laughs) yeah yeah if you're in polar bear country uh maybe talk to some locals and maybe you could teach us something yeah maybe we can have you as a guest on our podcast So predatory behavior is very rare. And what it is, is the bear is more or less haunt, uh, hunting you. So you'll see this in kind of two main forms. It will be stalking you on a trail kind of thing, getting ready to attack. Or it will be hunting you at night kind of thing. So you set up camp and it's going to attack. But again, this is very rare. Right. Now what you do in this sense is you... Uh, this is where you use your bear spray in that. So if a bear is coming at you with predatory uh, signs, so it's going to be coming at you with, I think it's ears up, ears up and with with intent, mm. um, this is where you use your bear spray. You don't run, you stand your ground, you talk and yell loudly, you stay in your tight group, and you spray them. Because hopefully if he gets a face full of pepper spray, he's uh, going to see that you're not as easy as a, a target as he once thought. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, stand your ground and fight. Yeah. And it if he makes contact or starts coming at you at this point, uh, you fight back. You don't play dead because he's trying to eat you. Mm-hmm. In a defensive situation, if he makes contact with you, they say to play dead because he's just being defensive. He doesn't want to eat you. Um, if you play dead, he's gonna he's gonna get uh, bored and he's just gonna piss off. He's gonna know that you're not a a threat but in a predatory situation like this he will eat you so you fight back with tooth and nail bear spray you know kick him in the junk whatever you gotta do uh i don't ever want to fight a bear or want to hear about someone fighting a bear so this is last ditch effort guys yeah climb a tree do anything i gotta i gotta feel like you're kind of fucked in that if it comes to that right yeah i mean prepare as much as you want but uh, you ho- hope you don't end up in that scenario, right? And this is why you carry bear spray with you everywhere. You yeah. know, you might not think you need bear spray in the backcountry, but for that 1% of the time, it'll save your life. Yeah. You know, 
If a bear's coming at me, I have nothing to defend myself other than some spray. Yeah. So I'm going to be pretty happy I have that spray. Yeah, I mean, when we're in bear country, we, we always hike with bear spray. Um, even, yeah, haven't used it yet, but... Uh, even if you're going to the can, yeah. take the bear spray with you. Take it with you. I... Yeah, I mean, we even had we even had one trip where, so between the I think it's just the two of us, right? Yeah. And the two we so between the two of us we had one can of bear spray, which we should have had one each. I'm gonna say that right now. For sure, right? Because halfway we get halfway up the mountain, you know, take a break to fill up your water bottles, and the bear the bear spray that we had affixed to one guy's pack was no longer affixed to the, that yeah. one guy's pack right it had so disappeared it. yeah it disappeared i mean and you know we kind of even talked about it beforehand right i'm gonna put the i'm gonna clip the the bears bear spray to my pack in this way so it's easy to get at but it turns out if it's easy to get at it's easy to lose on the trail right and i mean we even had we had a serious discussion about whether or not to abort because we lost our bear spray, right? Yeah, it's it's really a safety line at that point. And yeah. once you lose that safety line, what happens if you get into a situation? Yeah. We had no way to remedy that. Yeah. So it was either turn back or keep going and assume the risk. Yeah. We assumed the risk and it turned out okay, yeah, but we, Yeah, we made it. But... It could have been very different. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, we uh seriously considered walking back down the mountain, I think. Yeah. So, have you ever shot bear spray, Bill? No, no. See, that's one thing I wanted to bring up too, because I feel like it's sort of the same thing as like fire extinguishers, right? Everybody has this piece of safety equipment that you need in an emergency, but if you're faced with that scenario, how comfortable are you to effectively use the equipment, right? I, I feel like it's something you kind of need to be trained on. Have you have you uh, used the bear spray? Have I you have ever pulled pulled the trigger on it. No, I have not, but I have my can of bear spray that should be uh, expiring here this year, so I'm going to have to buy a new can. Uh, we should this, do some training. <laughs> this is a perfect opportunity to go into the bush, have a couple beers, have some bonding, and shoot some bear spray, not at each other, <laughs> just some bear spray, and give it, a, give it a test. Learn how it works, get comfortable with it, because... In that situation, when you know my fills or my drawers are filled with crap, and I got this, you know, two ton, two ton bear running at me. I'm pretty sure a bear is not two ton, but yeah. for when I tell the story afterwards, he'll yeah. be a three ton bear. Right, right. Uh, when I have him charging me, I want to be comfortable with that bear spray. Yeah, yeah, I think that's something people overlook. You assume, oh, I'm ready. I got my bear spray, but you you don't know how it uh, how it behaves, how it reacts, how to use it, but it's there, I guess. Exactly. So maybe go to your local outdoor store, see if they have any expired bottles that people may have brought back. Talk to your buddies who go to the outdoors. Uh, see if anybody has any old bottles. And if not, just go and buy one and take your buddies out and test it. Mm -hmm. For 40 bucks between three or four guys, it could save your life. Yeah. And 40 bucks is pretty cheap. Yeah. So get out and test out your bear spray. Same with bear bangers. Have you ever used a bear banger? Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna bring up bear bangers. Um, we use. We fired off a couple of them. Um, I did a survival, like wilderness survival training course, when I was uh, operating up north. So we're in a pretty remote camp location. So they wanted to make sure all the, all the field operators could uh, 
light a fire and know not to poke the bears and shit like that. So, yeah, we fired off a couple bear bangers. Have you used one? I haven't. I've I've been around when people have used it. I've never personally fired it myself, but mm-hmm. I don't know. What are your feelings on bear bangers? So the the idea is, if you're not familiar with the term, is it's a it's like a loaded charge, right? You got like basically a little twenty two shell in a cylinder. Yeah, it's kind of like a pen, most of them. They're yeah. like a pen launcher with a big bulb on the end. Exactly, right? So and it, it operates like a firecracker, sort of. You shoot it, it goes a certain distance, and bang, makes a big, big loud noise that, in theory, should scare away any potential bears. But one of the interesting things that I found um, when we were um, training for the, these bear bangers is that, yeah, they, they, work, they work just like a firecracker, right? So say you say you are um introduced to a bear encounter scenario and you want to you want to use your bear banger right people people see the bear they use their bear banger they aim the little banger at the bear and they shoot it and and hope for the best right but what you don't realize is that the the projectile can go past the bear right so it'll whiz past the bear and it'll bang the bear the bear hears something but that you just fired behind it and scared it and now it's coming towards you right so he says for sure you know stick with the bear spray and the bear bells and stuff like that because people can misuse the bear bangers but if you do have them shoot them straight up yeah and that's the big thing shoot them up in the air not at the bear not at the bear i'm I'm sorry but if i'm king of the jungle king of the forest and someone shoots something like that at me for sure i am gonna be freaked out and who knows what i'm gonna do so put it up in the air drive them away from you yeah that's certainly uh like a challenge type action right yeah shooting shit at the bear (laughs) yeah don't shoot shit at the bear shoot shit away from the bear and hopefully he just doesn't like you and runs away yeah don't throw rocks at the bears i guess yeah no that pissed me off as a bear too you know just just try to not be a threat (laughs) let's do that and the bear bangers i've heard they're good they can scare off a bear who's kind of defensive um but predatory uh, i don't know if that would be effective or not but i don't know who knows it's nice to have a second tool at your disposal yeah something you can keep in your pocket anyways right the cool thing with those bear bangers too is that uh, a typical bear banger kit might also come with flares so they'll have a red flare and a green flare kind of thing Uh so if you're ever in an emergency situation you can use the launcher this pen launcher to fire off uh, a flare as well oh that's interesting yeah so uh bear bangers you know uh extra piece of safety gear yeah it's not gonna hurt uh when you need it could save your life yeah uh so definitely consider it yeah yeah so now that we've dealt with kind of hiking on the trail and what to do when you see all this bear stuff what about when you're in camp do you have some tips for uh people out there on how to stay safe when they're in camp yeah when you're when you're in camp i think the critical thing is is thinking about your food right so number one is you shouldn't be cooking in your tent um just getting the smell of the food in there and it's not good for business right well they they say you should cook like a hundred feet away from camp even out of your camp even eh? yeah they don't want that food and that those meals associated with your campground right Uh, i know a lot of the park trails you have to go and cook in the designated like hut or park house you can't be cooking in your little area because they want it all contained there 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because, I mean, you know, the, the smell of the food is going to stick around, right? And, and that's what's going to pique the bear's interest, right? They're, whether you're still cooking or you're asleep in your hammock, the bear's going to be poking around. Oh, exactly. And even though your food's in, you know, a vacuum-sealed pack, the bear can smell it. So the next big one is hang your food away from away from camp yeah you know everyone's always I, I hear this comment all the time and it drives me nuts is i'm not hanging my food out, out over there what if a bear gets it well what if a bear gets it in your camp you know <laughs> i'd rather give him an easy meal you know 200 300 feet away from my tent than have him poking his nose in my tent when yeah. i'm when i'm asleep yeah for sure so hang your food people yeah and some people even say like your toothpaste you know your mouthwash anything that's scented yeah. put it in your bag and hang it away as well yeah you know yeah so do you need like a bear canister then do you do you put everything in your canister and then string your canister up is well, that the way to go those bears canisters are big and bulky yeah that was that's kind of my thing and they're like, freaking expensive yeah you know they're pricey and they take up half your pack yeah um is there a solution? Is there's there an alternative, and they're those, like, Kevlar bear bags. So right. they're almost like a stuff sack, and then you put all your crap in there, and then uh, a bear can't get at it. But my understanding is that those only work so good in the sense that if a bear gets your bag, he's going to carry it away and try to get into it. Right. He's not going to sit there, try to get into it, get bored, and uh, and leave it. Right. I, my understanding is that he's likely going to carry it away and try to get into it. So either way, he's going to take it. So you're going to lose your food. So save 70 bucks. Just put a stuff sack. And the what's important is the method that you hang it as opposed to what you hang it in. Okay. So you want to hang it. Uh, I can't. I don't know the actual numbers. Uh, <laughs> it's easy to say, you know, oh, hang your bag 50 feet off the ground and... 27 feet away from the nearest branch but i don't carry a measuring tape with me into the woods right i right. try to uh i try to hang it as high as i can if i was a bear do you think i could get into this particular <laughs> well setup? that's those, those bears are smarter than you think like <laughs> i try to hi, uh, hang it as high as i can and away from uh the main trunk of the tree so you know on a good branch high up uh, kind of in the middle of nowhere and then cantilever reared off a yeah. fair dif distance. Yeah, exactly. Standing off the tree for a bit. And then the next thing is you don't want to pull it all the way to the branch because squirrels and this and that can get in it. You actually want to hang it off the branch a little bit. So down from the branch mm -hmm. so that it's kind of literally in the middle of the, in the air, in the middle of the open. Mm -hmm. But remember, grizzly bears are friggin' big and they're tall and they can get picnic baskets. Yeah. So <laughs> they, if you're not smart about it, they can get your food too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And I mean, bears aren't the only thing that'll start poking around your tent if you got your, if you got your Kit Kat bars in your, yeah, in your pack in your tent, right? <laughs> Do you remember that time at Michelle Lakes? Yeah. So, so we're at Michelle Lakes, and this is a high alpine lake with zero trees around, yeah. zero bushes around, and we really had nowhere to put our food, um, which was a pretty shitty situation. Yeah. So. We, we rolled the dice and kept the food with us, which I still don't know if that's the best way to do it. I think the best way would be to get a canister and almost bury it in some rocks. Yeah, I was, was going to say, just put all your food and your your aromatic whatever, all your kit in a stuff sack and pile some rocks on it or something like that. Yeah, but I think you'd have to go with a canister because what, what ended up happening is that uh, 
some mice ended up sitting there and gnawing on a little bit of Bill's snacks. And uh, the best part about it was these snacks weren't far from his face. No. <laughs> so he had these little critters sitting there munching on something, you know, <laughs> 10 inches from his face while he was sleeping. So it was a pretty good laugh the next morning, but yeah, I think those marmots would have probably eaten some stuff too if we gave them a chance. For sure, yeah. So, yeah. yeah there's all kinds of stuff. If it's not the marmots or the mice or whatever's in squirrels, there, foxes, and coyotes, even depending where you are. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I'd rather lose a meal or two than uh, have a bear in my tent. Fight a bear in your tent. Yeah. Yeah, come on, that'd be that'd be a terrible thing. So. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, that reminds me. An, an alternative to bear bangers is small little air horn. A lot of marine places have really small, compact air horns that you can sit there and sound to try to scare the bear off. Huh. It's a, another alternative, and they're only like five bucks. That, seem, that seems like a good idea. Yeah, it's pretty good. I hang one off uh, my my hip belt on my pack. Right. You no. Know? And. Uh, <laughs> It's kind of fun because one one time we were up at Allstones, there was another group of guys camping, and we were doing air horn Morse code across the lake to each other. It's <laughs> it pretty fun. We kind of could either party interpret Morse code. Or... No, we couldn't. <laughs> but it was fun. We laughed. We laughed. Um, so yeah. So to digress, keep your food away from camp, cook away from camp, and be smart with your garbage. Yeah, yeah. You don't want food kicking around. You don't want garbage kicking around because that's pretty much a meal for a bear. Yeah. Get rid of it. Burn it. Uh, pack it out or put it in your stuff sack. Yeah. You know, with the rest of your food. Put your garbage in there because if it thinks garbage is food, you might as well just keep it with the food. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, when we started out, we were, we were packing in cans of salmon for your meals and tuna fish in in a cans and stuff like that so of course you got to pack your your garbage away you can't leave cans all over the place right but really cans of salmon is basically candy for bears yeah it's bear caviar right (laughs) you know it it smells this nice salmon walking through a trail in its territory yeah uh i don't want to i don't want to take that that risk yeah and like if you were designing a perfect scenario to entice a bear into your camp it'd be eating cans of salmon (laughs) yeah exactly dead salmon (laughs) um and that brings up a good point make sure that the meals that you're taking aren't too big because i've seen other campers you know they make this giant pot of like craft dinner and they can't eat it all and then they end up trying to like burn it or like bury it and it's just pretty much a giant bear flare yeah hey bear come eat us we got all this food kicking around and we're well fed like if one dehydrate your own meals because then you don't have to worry about cans and packaging really and two make sure they're the right size yeah you know bears love kd yeah, if if there's one piece of information that <laughs> I've found on the internet is that only Canadian bears, I think, like <laughs> yeah, only, only Canadian. It's like bear nip, right? <laughs> right? They just roll on their back and start going nuts. <laughs> Full disclosure, that is not true. <laughs> All right, I don't want someone getting in bear trouble. You know, right. trying to lure bears in craft dinner. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that's what you do around camp. Get your food and that out of there, and just 
don't take the risk. Lots of guys will say, oh, you know, I've been backpacking for X amount of years and never had an issue. Why would you even want to take the risk? Yeah. I don't want to... I will not win a fight with a bear, period. Yeah. I will not. Even with my bear... I'll probably end up bear spraying myself, yeah. you know? And then I'm a nice seasoned meal rolling on the ground in <laughs> agony. All right? So just don't take the risk, people. Don't be macho and try to say that, uh, you know, I don't need to do this. I'm above the rules and this and that. The rules are developed for a reason. Yeah. Follow them. I'm not scared of bears, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Any, any other bear tips? No, I don't know. I mean, I think I think it all boils down to, like you said at the start, education. And the biggest thing is perception, right? Um, like, li- little kids growing up, they see Yogi Bear and Kung Fu Panda or whatever. And all these anthropomorphized, friendly bears. Um it's easy to develop this disconnect from from you know what's entertainment and what's a wild fucking animal that'll eat you if given half the chance right yeah and i i don't want to scare people off bears like bears are not your biggest issue in the woods you know more people are killed from moose every year than bear attacks mm. so you need to have a healthy respect for them and you need to understand how they work and, right. and that's what it comes down to yeah. um Bears don't want anything to do with you. You know, humans are a nuisance to them. And you have to remember that if you're an idiot and you cause a bear to start eating human food and he starts to learn that eating off humans is good and there's an attack, that bear is going to get destroyed. That bear is going to get killed by parks or wildlife, whatever, because it's a risk to humans because you were an idiot. Mm -hmm. Okay? So protect the bears by protecting yourself and be smart. Yeah. I don't know. I, I would feel pretty bad if this giant, enormous grizzly, you know, was destroyed because it actually started eating picnic baskets because I thought I was some smart jackass yeah. who, you know, was leaving my picnic basket out to get a wonderful Instagram photo of a grizzly eating a picnic basket. Like, right. come on, guys. Protect the bears by protecting yourself. Don't be an idiot. Yeah. Know the bears. Respect the bears. It'll be all right. Exactly. But sharks, those things. Yeah, those yeah, are, yeah. fuck sharks. Yeah, those <laughs> things will just eat me. <laughs> just period. So. Yeah. Uh, sharks. And the other thing, hopefully we have a, an episode on moose later, but uh, I would definitely say that I'm more scared of moose than bear. Yeah. Yeah, you can make that argument for sure. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, and okay. So we didn't touch on this at all. What do you do when you're on the side of the highway and there's a bear? Um, well, if experience is any indicator, you pull over to the side of the road, get out your granola bars to give to your children to go hand feed the fucking bears. <laughs> you see right? this in Jasper every year. People getting out of their cars to take pictures of the bear and feed yeah, it. Yeah. Every time you, burn, you run through the park, you see these guys. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. It's no different. Slow down in case the bear crosses the road, but don't get close to it. Don't approach it. Just stay away from it. If you want to get a picture, do it from the safety of your car as far away as you can and enjoy it from a distance. Yeah. Stay the hell away from the bear. Yeah. 
Because if it associates, you know, people are okay and it's comfortable around humans, it's a matter of time before the bear oversteps the boundary and has to be shot. So don't be an idiot. Stay in your car. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Man, there's one time we were driving, bear side of the highway. That thing was doing an easy 60K, like, along oh, yeah. the highway. It yeah. was going so fast. Yeah. Big animal <laughs> moving that big. Terrifying. Yeah, you see him in the ditch just hauling ass yeah yeah oh we didn't even talk about mama bears and cubs mm. if you see cubs get the hell out of there yeah. because you think uh, uh a papa bear is going to be defensive you should see a mama bear with cubs she's going to be you know 10x defensive mm -hmm. all of a sudden that situation is going to get bad so if you see cubs or anything grab your kids grab your dogs and try to get out of the area don't run you know be smart about it but She's going to be on high alert, so get the hell out of there. Yeah, give them their space. Yeah. Sure. So, I don't know. That seems like a pretty solid bear episode, eh? Yeah. Yeah, you got anything else? Want to go off topic for a bit here? Uh, I don't know. It, I, I just find it funny how everywhere else in the world people perceive bears as, you know, the nature's assassin of the north kind of thing like right, they got yeah. such a bad rap but sure. i have those same things about sharks and everything else around the world so yeah hopefully well, a bit of education will smarten everyone up yeah and between you know leonardo dicaprio and discovery channel world's gnarliest bear attacks or whatever is it doesn't help any well it makes for good news but yeah. oh man pain is such a bad light yeah would you ever would it would you ever carry a gun with you into bear country uh, you know, I was thinking about this, too, because, like, the regulations where we are, if, if you wanted to go that route, you've got to carry, like, a shotgun or something like that, right? Yeah, we can't do handguns up here, so you're either with a rifle or a shotgun. Yeah, so I know, I know like, some of the guys in the States, or you see people up in Alaska, they're carrying these, like, 45s on their hip in case of bears and stuff like that. But, Hand cannons. Yeah, which, I don't know, on the face of it seems like a good idea, but there's a lot of guys have the argument against it that it's... It's going to be a hindrance, and if you if you know if you followed all the things that we were just talking about, none of it includes shooting a fucking bear, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't I don't know. Ah, uh, it. That's the thing. If you stack all the stuff up, you should never get to the point where you have to shoot a bear. But if a bear was coming at me and bear spray wasn't working, yeah. Okay, fair enough. I could see the argument where you want to have a gun, but. You know, you have a little pistol, you're going to be able to kill a bear when you're, you know, again, got a pants full of crap and you're shaking like, uh, yeah. yeah, like, like a leaf. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, didn't think too much about it because like I say, that's, it's not an option for us unless you want to hike a shotgun, which I'm not doing. Yeah. Well, some guys, when they're fishing like the trunk road in Brazu country, they'll have a shotgun on their back. And uh, I've heard of guys staggering loads. So they'll have like uh, buckshot, buckshot slug kind of thing. Right. So if a bear is, in fact, being aggressive in this and that, you fire off one or two uh, shot to hopefully kind of spook it and scare it away and, and uh, I don't want to say agitate it, but it would probably agitate it. <laughs> yeah. And then you got a couple slugs and once it's close in to hopefully ha do some damage. But I don't know. I don't ever want to get to that point, man. If a bear is coming after me and i got to shoot it. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd like to avoid that scenario, but like I say... It only takes one time you're like, well, could have used a shotgun right about now. Yeah. But but we've put some good hours in the bush, and we haven't even gotten to the point of bear bangers or spray. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. I don't know. 
be very smart and you don't have to carry a gun so lawyered yeah there you go yeah science for the win yeah there we go right do you have any fun bear facts fun bear facts or maybe bear jokes (laughs) i don't know i gotta think about it do you got a bear joke well i got a bear fact polar bears are the only bear species that actively hunts humans Mm. Mm -hmm. and that's because there's no food up there so they hunt anything that moves Hmm. so polar bears are scary and they're also the largest uh predator are they not i don't know i think they're the largest predator in at least north america because they're big man yeah yeah i know a fact a polar bear fact too what's that it's uh if you eat the liver of a polar bear you'll you'll die because the the mineral concentration in a polar bear liver is high enough that you would be poisoning yourself I think it's like vitamin A or something like that. Oh, so, wow. So you can't eat a polar bear's liver. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. They're nice animals. Polar bears? Yeah. Other than being terrified. Yeah. Terrifying. They're big. Yeah. Do you know up in Churchill, Manitoba, they actually have like all these bear traps around all the time? I, I watch a show where they're trying to trick or treat. Right. And like the bear patrols on like super, <laughs> <laughs> super high alert kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah, it's... They're, they're scary because they're so camouflaged. And, oh, yeah. Bear are like ballet dancers of the forest. They're so quiet. They can move around, and you wouldn't even know they're there. Mm-hmm. They're they're crazy. They just sneak up on you, and boom, they're right there. Yeah. Moseying around. Yeah, I read a thing up in... There's a small town in, like, Nunavut where, I guess, polar bears are an ever-present threat. So the nobody locks their vehicle doors, right? So if you're walking around town and you happen to see a polar bear, you can just look for the nearest vehicle because there's an unwritten rule that nobody locks their doors in case someone needs to get a quick sanctuary from a polar bear encounter. That's smart. Yeah. Oh, huh. I'm glad we don't have to deal with any of that, eh? Yeah. <laughs> you think we could operate a system like that here? I don't think so. Yeah, no. <laughs> probably get a lot of bombs sleeping in my car or something like that. Sorry, bro. There's polar bears. So uh, another unconfirmed fact that I should probably check on is that uh, the the closest relative to the bear is apparently like the pig. Uh-huh. They're kind of from like the same like genome or family or I don't know all that biology terms, but they're closely related. Mm. So whenever you eat bear meat, you have to worry about the parasite trichinosis, mm-hmm. just like in pigs. So that's why you cook your pork thoroughly, and that's why you cook your bear meat thoroughly. Because right. this parasite in in omnivorous type creatures right. can uh, are, are highly present. Yeah. yeah. There was a study once, like in it was like Montana, and like of all the bears harvested this one year, every one of them had trichinosis. Jeez. So it's like, well, if you're eating your bear stuff, cook it. Yeah. Steve Ranella knows all about that. Yeah. No kidding, eh? Yeah. One more thing to worry about. So I guess it's really only present if you're consuming other animals. Is that true? I have no idea, actually. Because I think, I think like, if you if you see a bear that's been eating, living up like in the mountains, eating only like blueberries and shit like that, there's a less chance that's going to get trichinosis as opposed to someone down by the coast eating rotten salmon or eating garbage out of some guy's backyard in Jasper or something like that. 
It makes sense. We should probably do some research on that. But yeah, yeah no, that that probably makes sense. But I don't know if I'd want to roll that dice. I think I'm just gonna cook the <laughs> hell out of all <laughs> my sure. bear meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better safe than sorry. Yeah. So. Right. Right on. Well. Got any more? Is that it for bears? I think bears. that's it for bears. All right, let's put a bow on this. Yeah, well, you know, when we go and test our bear spray, maybe we should take some uh, video and this and that. And Yeah, for sure. I think we, we, we could quantify it, maybe. We could do various uh, spray distances and see see what kind of uh, area of impact we're getting, right? So I'm going to spray bear, uh, Bill at 30 feet and see <laughs> yeah. how bad it burns. Yeah. And I'm going to spray him at 10 feet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think there's actually probably some really good data already out there on that, on mm-hmm. kind of how it disperses and how you should actually aim the nozzle and you're supposed to, like, rotate it and this and that. Yeah. So maybe we should do some research first, but uh, I think it would be cool to just blast them off. Yeah, yeah, we'll mess around with that. Put it on our hot dogs, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't yeah. do that, people, okay? Yeah. I don't want to get sued. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. We'll, we'll share our findings for sure. Right on. Well, I think that's it about bears. Uh, yeah, thanks for uh, listening in. And uh, if you don't hear from us again, we probably got eaten by bears. Yeah, so quick recap. Be loud. Stay in groups. Uh, distinguish between defensive and aggressive behavior. Hang your food and all your crap away from camp. But always be prepared in case the worst happens. And stay safe out there, guys. For sure. Lock up your picnic baskets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, we'll catch you next time. All right, thanks.